This episode of the Thrive Life Podcast is presented to you by Roar Alexander, powered by Thrive Life International and home of the Thrive Life Challenge. Get ready to discover everything you want to know about fitness, nutrition, and optimized healthy lifestyle hacks to help you truly earn your Thrive Life. Also, be sure to keep up with Roar at www.roaralexander.com and share the Thrive Life podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Thrive Life podcast page on Facebook. Now, with no further delay, let's get on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thrive Life Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Alexander. Today, we have a very special and amazing guest. We have one of Hollywood's top celebrity trainers, Ramona Braganza, on the show today. How are you, Ramona? Hi, Roar. I'm fine. Thank you very much. Awesome. So where are you right now, Miss Hollywood Super Trainer? Where am I? <laughs> yes. Is that what you asked? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am in a, an apartment in New York City. Okay. And I've been living with an actor named Michael Weatherly, being his wellness coach and fitness and making his meals and making sure he wakes up in time. So I've been his alarm clock and everything else. But, wow. Um, so you're his life um, coach, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an unusual job, but it was something that was needed, and he, you know, he requested that I could do this. And and a year in New York City is not bad. I, I got to experience a lot of the hustle and bustle, and you know how it works. And yeah, yeah, no kidding. Now, Michael Weather, he's on that new TV show. Uh, it's called Bull, I believe. And yes, he, and yep. He was previously on NCIS. Yes, NCIS, years. where he played special agent. Do you remember what this character's name was? Dinozo. Everybody Dinozo. knows him like That's Yeah, they right. still know him like Dinozo. We walk around and they're like, Hey Dinozo, you know so. <laughs> <laughs> does, does that bot does that does that do now some actors get annoyed when you call them a character and some actors find it, you know, warm hearted. What, what how how does he accept it? Yeah, I think he realizes it was a vehicle for him to reach his fans and his fan base all love that show. They show um, NCIS constantly around the world so wherever he goes that's who he is and I think in his mind he's happy because it was a good character he was a funny guy people mm -hmm. loved him he wasn't a mean guy or anything like that so that's a really positive and it's sort of helped him get the new role with Bull because Bull is sort of um it's it's using the Tony Dinozo character, but in a more mature adult way, and it's a very kind of unique um, take on the jury system. So it's it's it all a, a new show. Is it a show. lawyer show? Yeah. Is he a lawyer? What does he play? I haven't seen. I'm over here in Southeast Asia, so I don't get much American TV. What does he? What does kind of character do on the show? Well, he plays a, a version of Doctor Phil, who is a talk show host. But before he was the talk show host, he was called a a trial. He's a trial scientist. Okay. So he analyzes the jury that's chosen and their behavior and making sure that that will win him the case. Ah, okay, okay. So, so, so is he hired by the lawyer then to analyze the jury? Yes, sometimes he's hired by clients. Sometimes mm -hmm. he's hired, he hires the lawyer actually that represents the client. And oh, okay. It's a really fascinating concept. You should watch it. But, you know, for this role, he didn't need to be in superhero shape. He yeah, had so to just imagine. be working, able to work a 16, 18-hour day mm -hmm. and then also maintain his sanity. And so, like, fitness does a lot more than just work with the body. It works with your mind and it works with emotions. And I was a big part of that. And that probably, for me, was really great because I've mostly done body work and not so much in, you know, nurturing the mind yeah, and the so soul Yeah, so it's kind of nice much. that you get so, to yeah, kind so of work on the holistic side versus just the six-pack abs and, you know... Like tuna cans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now, before this, though, before this, speaking of six-pack abs and you know naked bodies, you're the people you worked with right before was the cast, I believe, the two main casts from Fifty Shades of Grey Two, correct? That's correct. Two and three, because they will release um, them both. Uh, they kind of shot them both at the same time, so five months of that, and then next year you'll see the. Freed, there, Fifty Shades Freed, it's called, and that will be out in February next year. Okay, did you work with them on the first one as well, or were you just brought in for the second and the third one? Just the second and the third, and okay. I was speaking with Dakota, and Dakota had a male trainer on the first one, um, and this trainer, I'm not sure who he was, it doesn't really matter, but yeah. was really training her very heavy in the um, heavy lifting 
kind of regime, bodybuilder okay. style, and her preference was not to look the way she looked in the first one. She wanted to look the way she is much leaner, but dancer type body because she was going from this to a ballet movie next. So you oh, couldn't okay. really, you kind of have to think of what their next project is as well because, you know, that's kind of an important factor. So I trained her a lot differently than I think I, I would work with like Jessica Beal and Blade or Jessica Alba sometimes you know she got a bit more muscular so Dakota had a more dancer body leaner Pilates you know a lot more yoga in it and lightweight so is that kind of what you did with her is more like lightweight and sort of like the yoga and Pilates sort of core exercises is that mostly kind of what you do yes okay. yes and you know, and with her, um, her time was limited, so you only have 20, 30 minutes, so you have to do something that's really effective. And I did put it into my 3-2-1 training method format, okay. which included cardio and core and, and some resistance, but the resistance was mostly body weight um, and very lightweight. Okay. And how about the actor? I'm sorry, I haven't seen the movies, but to, to be honest. So what's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the male's name, the lead male? Jamie Dornan. Okay. And what did so you Jamie is, yeah, so he's very used to training his um, upper body, uh, and he would use the fitness truck that I own, which is a 52-foot trailer, go in there um, two or three times a week and train on his own, his upper body mostly, so we have a pull-up bar, um, and we have the dumbbells, but I would insist that he train his legs at least twice a week, and that really helps, you know, Roar, it really helps to train your legs. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, it's going to maximize your testosterone and your growth hormone, for sure. I guess he probably doesn't like to work on it, right, because they figure, well, nobody's looking at my legs on the camera. But as a trainer, you know that the physiological, the adaptations you get from it are going to reflect in a better upper body. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, for sure. And most guys... You know, I don't know why they're so fearful of legs. I guess because it I, hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny because it hurts and B, because, you know, I guess they just assume nobody's really looking at your legs too much, you know? Like, you know, even when you watch most movies, it's usually, you know, especially American movies, they're very about, you know, close-up headshots and stuff. There's not a lot of a checking out his hamstrings and his calves. Although I'm imagining there must be some naked scenes in that. You don't want to have really skinny legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's, you know, a lot of scenes from him behind looking forward and you're, you can definitely see legs and butt and back <laughs> and everything. So, um, yeah, I think it was it was good to do that and we really did just traditional bodybuilding stuff. We did the heavy squats, we did deadlifts and, and yeah. lunges, you know, I mean, there's really not a lot of variation and when you have only so much time with the, the actors, a big warm-up doesn't really help because you run out of time so you know doing a big plyometric warm-up you will run out of time <laughs> yeah and that's how you invented your three to one which you're definitely going to talk about because that's how you came about it right by the uh the the yeah. limited time you had now you're so now last time i heard your your truck was in vancouver so was 50 shades filmed in vancouver yes it was it oh, okay. was five months Vancouver, yeah. So I was in Vancouver before New York City, and before that I was working in L.A. with Ashley Simpson. She had her second baby, so that's the other program that I have for new moms called Baby Bulge Be Gone. And, okay. and I helped her for five months drop 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I go from one job to the next to the next, luckily, and it's all very different every job is different and um it's really i like it like that now let's let's go back in time then because you've dropped a whole bunch of celebrity names already and i know like i just saw today on facebook you posted a picture of you training uh ryan reynolds uh and that was uh with him and that was at the same time with jessica beale i believe for blade three because that was filmed in vancouver so how did you get in how did you become like the celebrity the celebrity trainer like you don't just you know you don't usually just you know uh, become a certified <laughs> next thing you're training Hollywood stars so how, how did you get into fitness and how did that lead to you training stars okay well it really actually began with me having a desire to become an actor myself and okay. I was raised in Brockville Ontario Canada little and town I was little yeah. town and I was and I, I moved there from Germany where I was born and I was seven years old when I got to Canada and uh, from about seven until 18 I was a gymnast a competitive gymnast so I never really did anything but gymnastics all the time and then okay. 
I ended up tearing my ACL and at 18 and, and leaving home and moving to the big city of Toronto to, be, to pursue an acting career. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, well, you know what, I, I can do some dancing and audition for some dancing roles. And that included cheering for the CFL Toronto Argonauts. And okay, so that's the Canadian Football League for those people that don't know. <laughs> yep. yep. And uh, and I was on there for about two or three years and one of those years my girlfriends were going to LA for a holiday so I went with them and I realized okay this is where I need to be it's a big melting pot and I want to pursue an acting career so I moved to LA and it was like in the late 80s okay. or mid 80s and then I started to audition for the NFL cheerleading group and I made it on the LA Raiders um, as a cheerleader. So I was doing a lot of fitness on my own on the side. It was the Gold's Gym years and Venice Beach and that's kind of where I got a trainer and I started training for fitness contests. So that was sort of my first introduction to bodybuilding type of training. Like for magazine um, covers and stuff like that? Was that the kind of the goal? or? Yeah, I mean fitness contests were up on the stage. You had to do gymnastics and interviews and you actually performed. So from that, being around the scene in Venice Beach, yeah, that's where all of the muscle, that's where all the top builders were, Sean Ray and Flex Wheeler and all those guys were just working out in the gym. There was a photographer named Robert Reef and he would choose his female models. And so we got connected and I started to doing do a lot of shoots for muscle and fitness. So okay. that was kind of the modeling. Yeah. Um, I was also on the side working uh, okay, I was cheering for the Raiders, I was doing fitness modeling, and I was working in a gym called Sports Club LA. And it was a very famous, uh, a lot of famous clientele went there. At the time, John Kennedy Jr. was around, lots of people like that. And, yeah. and I worked in a restaurant. I didn't even work as a trainer, I was in the <laughs> restaurant. Like a waitress or as a, as a waitress, okay. yeah. I, I just, you know, I had never thought of myself becoming a trainer. I really loved fitness, but the training business was not as big as it is now. Yeah, you know? it wasn't, wasn't really a thing back then to be a trainer. No, no, there were trainers and they were educated and all that. And, and then so I'm working as a waitress and this producer kept coming in every day and doing his writing. He was a writer on a TV show called Moonlighting. Mm-hmm. And he was now writing a new show called Birds of Paradise, had a young actress named Jennifer Love Hewitt. And they were doing a cheerleading scene and he wanted to know if I could help him with some of the you know, choreography and all that. So he hired me and that's what I did. I trained her in Hawaii and that was my first actor job. So your first but actor I was, was Jennifer actually, Love Hewitt. Yeah, and I was behind the scenes, but if you if you go to YouTube and pull up that scene, you'll see me. I put myself in the cheerleading bit. I was oh, like one of the girls. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just got yeah. done watching her one of her most recent shows, I think. Uh, I love Jennifer Love Hewitt. But anyways, continue. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went on to do the same thing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer for an episode where Buffy becomes a cheerleader and so that was a thing. And then the final time, the third time, Sorry, did you get, I have did you get on? Did you did you get actually on camera on Buffy? I think I did, but I don't have a copy of that oh, one. I, I got know. I got all the Buffy box sets. I'm gonna have to oh. go and take a peek at that one. <laughs> it's one where she's like, yeah, on the top of the pyramid, and okay. um, oh, I think I'm in like the practice scene. But okay. anyway, so then the third thing was he said he had a young actress and she was going to England and he was concerned she would gain weight and she's on a show called Dark Angel with him that he's writing, and he said, can you meet Jessica Alba and train her for a little bit? So I ended up meeting Jessica and Jessica and I got on really well. She was 17, I was in my 30s mm-hmm. and it became a 12-year bond. Like we were wow. just together for 12 years working everywhere on all the movies into the blue Fantastic Four, all that stuff and so that was really my introduction to training which is a very hard thing for people to like replicate cuz it's just really luck and being and enjoying what you're doing and just, you know, I think you just have to love fitness so much that people see it and then you suddenly get asked to do things. Yeah, I know for sure. So that, yeah, that cheerleading, who would have known eh, that cheerleading uh, background would lead to all that? <laughs> 
and and really what it is is was my gymnastics because the back handspring I could do I could do about eight in a row and anytime I had to do any audition yeah. that's what I would do at the end and I would throw my back handsprings and that would land me whatever role I had like I was on Full House that TV show yeah and I I do like eight back handsprings in a row on that one and yeah it's just you know like I think if you have a talent for one little party trick that you can do you should throw that in everywhere yeah I know for sure and then um. So then, so other other celebrities that you've had then. So how did you get involved with Halle Berry? Was that from X Men or was that something else? Or yeah, yeah, because we were filming then in Vancouver. I moved back to Vancouver. We shot Dark Angel there, and that lasted only two years. But during that time, I was sort of around the scene in Vancouver where they were shooting Blade and all these other shows, X Men, and and we were asked. My business partner and I, I ended up getting a guy to work with me because Hugh Jackman was passed to me by a stunt coordinator and I passed him on to my business partner okay. to train him for X-Men and in the meantime Halle Berry was also on that and so she she and I ended up training together and then once again she was a new client and I moved back to LA and that's where I had Jessica, Halle, Kate Beckinsale and which movies? Did you, which movies did you help Kate Beckinsale on? Which was it? Any of the Underworlds um, or? Yeah, Underworlds. I'm not sure which one. There was one Underworld in Vancouver that I worked with her, but she became a client of mine actually in her private life. So many of these actors, some of them go on to continuing to exercise in their personal life yep. and. And, and that's outside of the movies, and many gotcha. of them do it just for their own health, not because, like, like because to look yeah, great or anything Yeah, not just for a role, like but just to stay healthy. Yeah. Which, which they should. Yes, yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, and then I stayed in Vancouver. I ended up doing a couple more movies. I worked with Zac Efron, and I worked with the A-Team, and I worked with... So I've had kind of a really consistent... Um, and it's word of mouth, but it's also, I think a lot of it, if you're a trainer trying to become a celebrity trainer, you should probably be around the scene, you know, a lot. That's the first thing, because if you're staying in a small environment like Brockville and you want to be a celebrity trainer, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, I guess life would have been different if you just decided to be a trainer inside the Brockville Community Club, eh? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I probably wouldn't have even thought of being a trainer. I want to be an actress. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so then, so so you've got, there's a ton of, I mean, we've even, I know there's even more that we haven't even named yet because uh, we just have to sit here and go through half of Hollywood. Um, now, you're, but you, you're, the program that you came up with, you're three, two, one. Can you, like, how did that come around exactly? So that was really because, the first show that I worked with um, that was a on-location shoot with Jessica was in Malaysia. Okay. And we, were, we worked on a movie called Sleeping Dictionary, and it was filmed in Borneo, actually. And um, where, where, okay, sometimes we had the hotel gym, but for the last two or three weeks, we were on location on a little island, Batangai, it was called. And Batangai has nothing other than a little place to live, and then it was all outdoor scenery. So I was really concerned, like, how am I going to keep her in shape for Dark Angel? Because these other movies were filmed in the off time of Dark Angel. So she had to come back from Malaysia looking as fit as she did the year before. Yeah, and you had for no Dark equipment Angel. at all. You know, so that's challenging. And so when you only have them for, say, 30 minutes, and most of the time, people will get on the treadmill for 30 minutes. They think, okay, you know, 30 minutes of, of treadmill is what I need to do. And it's not the case. And then other people will go to the gym and just do weights. So yeah. just doing one or the other doesn't really give you the look that, that I needed for camera. So I ended up saying, well, let's just go do a, like a minute, two or three of warming up on the treadmill, but then we'll go right to the circuit of exercises for the strength training. And then let's jump back on the treadmill because let's get your heart rate back up again. And now let's do that same circuit again. Okay. And we'll do one more cardio just for good measure and to cool down a little bit. And then we'll do your abs at the end or your core. Okay. So I started to think about the workout and it really worked. She enjoyed it because it wasn't boring and it wasn't, um, you know, she had enough energy for the stuff. Like strength training takes a lot of energy and she was lifting heavy weights. And so even if we made it through only one cycle of cardio and circuit, at least 
that's 10 minutes and we got that in if they called her to camera. So sometimes you're on, on a, in a gym or wherever and you get a phone call that says, we need her now. And so then you have to let her go and you never get your full workout in. Gotcha. So instead of, so instead of doing like what most people will do is they'll do like say 30 to 40 minutes on weights and then 20 minutes on the cardio 30 or vice versa. You just took it all, broke it up into smaller parts where you could say, okay, well, Maybe we only got 10 minutes, but we'll get in our cardio and at least one strength. Yeah. And if we have 15 yeah. minutes, it's going to be, you know, two cardios and a strength. And if we get, say, 30 minutes and it's, you know, two, two, and two. So then it ends up being, so it ends up being, so what does the three represent? Three represents the cardio or the circuits? Yeah. Okay. So three cardio, okay. two circuit, and one core. And in the circuit, I've always done three exercises in a row that just, um, I don't know why that happened, but it really was just moving from one to the next and next. And usually okay. it's a combination of upper body and lower body and a smaller muscle group. Okay. So, so you're almost doing, within those three exercises, you're doing a superset, you're doing, you know, upper and lower body, so you're giving a body part a rest, you're, but you're, you're not taking break between the three exercises. Okay. Gotcha. So your break comes after the rotation and... And it's challenging because I still do heavy weights. I still go up with each weight. I, I mean, each set I still increase the, you know, the weights. And yeah, I so don't, weight, I so stick to almost 20. Yeah, and the reps are about 20, so they're very high. So it's just my own formula that I've found really, um, like I've used it my whole life and I'm, you know, in my fifties. So, <laughs> well, it's obviously, but, it's obviously working. You're, you're, you're doing something right because you keep getting more celebrities. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just a thing that I, you know, everybody has their their way of training people. So yeah, it's exactly. how I decided to do it. Yeah, so it's just what became your method and your philosophy, and that's and it's worked well for you. Then how did the baby uh, baby bulge be gone? Like, was there a particular celebrity that influenced that, or is it just something you wanted to do? Yeah, no, that was the same time I was training Jessica. I was also training Hallie, and both of them got pregnant at the same time okay. in the same year. And they both told me during the workouts I was doing with them that they were two or three months pregnant. And so I, I just sort of went, oh, I wish you would have told me that at the beginning of the workout, yeah. the 50 walking <laughs> lunges I just made you do. So I had to take a, take some courses, and I did have to kind of – like some pre-postnatal no, pre sort of courses, I guess? Yeah, they were pre-postnatal, and they were um, just really working very cautiously because both of them I did during their pregnancies up until about six or seven months, and then they decided to stop. Um, they just wanted to not train as hard anymore. And then okay. after that, we did the postnatal. So the postnatal became... The baby bulge be gone. It's the three, two, one baby bulge be gone, and it's a three-month program. Every month, it's a different um, intensity. So the first month is only 20 minutes of working out, four or five days a week. Then it takes it up after two or three weeks to the next level and the next level. And by the end, you're doing the three, two, one training method all over again. So gotcha. okay, it, it yeah, it ties right into that, and it, it's worked really well for Hallie, Jessica, Ashley Simpson. And I sell a DVD on my website, 321babybulgebegone, as well as the training method. So that, that sells consistently Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So if people, if regular people out there want to kind of train with Ramona or learn the Ramona system, you do have DVDs in that they can buy. Uh, yep, so DVDs. And I have my nutrition plan ebook, And I have a book I released in India called Feel Fit Look Fantastic in 321. And so that is based on the in, fact. Did you say in India? Yep. Okay. So that's that was released in India. I am... I'm Indian, so okay. my parents are from Bombay, and that is um, really my next market that I'm tackling. It's got a lot of, I've, I received the Vogue Magazine Fitness Expert of the Year Award, and I have a book release there, and now I'm doing this My Home Fitness Program, which is where our trainers will come to your home to give you my program, um, and that's launching in a couple months in Mumbai. Okay. And you got so, and you got involved with some like uh, you're doing some 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 kind of a charity thing over in India, right? Or there's like a, you're working with yeah. women or something. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted I had such great fortune in my life, and I really feel that I have a reason that's deeper than just training celebrities. So I decided to um, reach out to a group of girls who belong to a 
company or company to belong to an organization called Prerna and they they have been safe from trafficking and now they are you know getting educated and being given job skills but i realized the fitness industry is growing in india and there are not a lot of female trainers yeah well and there's so, no female trainers in asia period pretty much it's very male dominated that's very yeah it's very yeah. different than the us and yeah. canada so that really seemed to bother me a bit because my book release was done in a fitness first and and I had a lot of women that came for the demonstration and they said Ramona is it possible to get more female trainers and so kind of put the two together and thought well I should certify these girls in training and then they can maybe get jobs so hmm. that's become my charity initiative and I'm just starting an international charity officially in the U.S. and Canada right now, but eventually when that gets going, I'll do fundraising everywhere. And then, then the goal is to just get as many of these girls educated and then have them start working um, in gyms and different organizations training people. Gotcha. That's oh, very good. Yeah. And then you, you yeah. were saying something about the, the uh, Indian home training. So what, what, what was that exactly? Kind of, we, we, you mentioned it quickly, but... So okay, so training? my home fitness, uh, I've partnered with a man named, a company named Sangvi Brands, and they are doing franchising of my 3 to 1 training method, where trainers that they have in an academy will be trained by me, and these trainers will then go out into the community in various, um, really it's, it's like, I guess if you are with your girlfriends and you wanted to have a trainer come to you, you would get the app my home fitness mm -hmm. and you would sign up and you would have uh, either it's in your home or at a community center or in a park and it would be scheduled and a trainer will come and work you out so it's sort of to get India fit you know I, I'm yeah. from India and I well Indian genes and I have in my family diabetes and hypertension and, and blood and cholesterol and you know heart disease so Okay. As a society, we're not really very fit Indians, and we have genetics that are against us, so we really have to work hard. Now, my mom, you know, who's in her 80s, and all of her relatives died in their 50s. Yeah, but, but your mom's still killing it all. with the fitness. <laughs> she teaches Zumba, you know, in yeah. Canada to like and senior fitness, and she's done it through weight training and cardio, and she started in her 50s, and she wasn't going to be like her relatives and now in her 80s she's like a leader in her community so health and wellness is is growing in India but they really need role models I think yeah yeah I think that's true I think definitely uh, for sure but I think the uh, the women the women you know equality is growing I think on this whole side of the planet I mean it's always been a problem you know it's always been a very male driven society you know China India all that sort of stuff so I think it's slowly shifting. So it's good that you're doing all that. And then, um, so how often do you go over to India? Then you're it sounds like you're you know you're still spending a lot of time. You just spent a year in New York, pretty much. So how often do you go to India, or how are you kind of keeping managing that? Right. So the year in in New York included three trips to India, and, okay. and they were quick trips. They were five or six days, but. They were to support the girls in my project. They were also to move this My Home Fitness along, which, like I said, launches in May, I believe, like at the end of May. It's a soft launch. Mm -hmm. So I'll be coming over for the launch, the harder launch in June or whatever. And then I'm moving there for September, October, November. I'll be in Asia. So I'm okay. actually slowly finding that it's worth me staying longer and being around. And, so you're going to be in my, my, um, my neck of the woods soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so yeah, so, so so you'll be yeah, coming over here for three months. Yeah. Well, it sounds like if things are going that well and things are moving along, that uh, it's probably a good idea if you come over here and kind of keep and keep. You know, yeah, it's probably going to be easier for them to grow the Ramona brand if Ramona is actually here. Yeah, I think so. And I want to come. I I'm, I find for me. Um, it's not that I'm getting tired of sculpting Hollywood bodies, but I feel very much like I would like to learn more about the strength of your mind and the strength mm -hmm. of your emotions, willpower, and all of that. And I think that in the East, there is such a, like they, they have a handle on all of that. And I would like to take longer meditative courses and yoga and a little bit more, not yoga in a workout way, but yoga in the, yeah, the idea of well, what yoga is. There's that the triad, right? The mind, body, spirit, or whatever. And it sounds like you've 
done, you know, a, a good 30 years in the body, but now you're more interested in focusing on the spirit, the other kind of two parts of the triad, which is the spirit and the mind. You know? Yes. Uh, and like you said, everybody in the brother is doing the body over there, you know, in the States. It's all they seem to care about over there. You know? Sure, there's a well, few, few well, meditation apps. You know, yeah, and ironically, um, Roar, and the thing is, you and I know that you really, to absorb it, you have to go and, and experience it and live it, and you have to really get it. Like, you can't just take a weekend course in New York City and say, I know about mind, body, spirit. Because, yeah, definitely. first of all, the minute you step on the street in New York, it's it's crazy. Like, your mind is overstimulated, and you're in kind of the rush with everybody, and you're not really different, and you're not calmer. And, you're, and so I think that when you go somewhere else where it really is part of their... And patience. I don't know about you, but you need a lot of patience in Asia. <laughs> yes, that, that's you too. You need. I've been learning that over time because I've never been the most patient person. But yeah, I mean, definitely, you're. Uh, it's definitely different. It's you know, over in the states, it's just kind of like a, it's it, it's corporate mindfulness. It's like you said. It's like let's go do a an LA workshop or you know something like that for the weekend, and let's share our green tea infused waters. But it's not like yeah. it's not like the real thing where you're actually going to come and you're going to spend some time with you know in India actually doing the proper training and stuff like that and trying you know in the traditional foods and it's it doesn't it's just not it's kind of like not the fake version you know yeah it's the real deal <laughs> it's not and the I really think, version <laughs> but but as people I think we are too caught up with trends you know and even and the funny thing is even in most of my interviews with magazines from India, they'll ask what's the latest trend, fitness trend, and I feel like saying probably everything that you guys live, breathe, and eat and sleep is the latest trend in the U.S. They want to be more like you are over there, and they want to be more like us here. Yeah, just, that's the funny part about the U.S. is they get into these trends, uh, and then some guy will write a book on it and become a celebrity over there because he wrote something uh, you know, that they've been doing here forever. And they act like over there they've, they've invented it. <laughs> it's like, look, I discovered this amazing way of doing this. And, oh, dude, that's called meditation. They've been doing it for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, but so the, you, I... get, you get all these celebrities over there popping up with these trends. And it's just like, it's like, dude, it's just like, I think if some of these guys traveled, they'd just be like, oh, if they actually left the little like California bubble, they'd be like, oh, okay, so I actually, this isn't actually like cutting edge. They've just been doing it for a long time and we just learned about it now. Yeah. No, yeah. there's much to learn in the world, and, and I think it's very good to, I'm a great, I, I love that I, our family traveled and taught me how to travel, so I'm a n bit of a gypsy, and I don't mind it, I don't have a lot of, like, baggage to hold me down, I just go, and that's it, so yeah, <laughs> I'll be you, coming you, over to you soon. Exactly, exactly, now you then you do quite a few retreats in the sure. you did one in, you do one in Egypt, I believe, what, what are the countries you hold retreats in? So in the past, I've done them in the Bahamas and in, um, I've done a half day one in London and then I did one three or four day in Egypt okay. and I've done them in Austria mm -hmm. and they're really kind of a great way for me to have a small group of people and really spend some time with them and I think that that for me is, is very enjoyable or half day with a lot of people is really fun. Yeah, so I, I, know get you got, I know, you, I know you've talked to me about a couple Asian dates too, so... I guess yeah. Asia is kind of your next uh, big adventure. So you've hit, you've hit us. You said uh, you, so. You've done the U.S. You've done Canada. You've hit some places in Europe and the U.K. Um, now, besides besides uh, India, where you've been to, and I guess Malaysia, back with Jessica. But do you have have you done any more stuff in Asia? Have you visited any more places in Asia, or uh, is Asia kind of untouched? Uh, I've been to Singapore okay. uh, and did actually. I shot a Shape magazine for Singapore. I have a friend there named Ursula, and she's with the American School. And I've been to Hong Kong oh, yeah, and done right, a Kong, bit yeah. of the American School stuff there. Um, but overall, no, I haven't been to enough places over there. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, definitely. Uh, Singapore is definitely not the best representation of Asia life. It's like an American no, city dropped in. It <laughs> Basically, I was like, it's like a hot Chicago. I'm so like, I'm ready to come to Thailand. I've been dying to come to Thailand for yeah, a long time. And, yeah, and I would sure. definitely go back, you know, to the, the, I haven't been to the Philippines. I haven't <laughs> been to a few places. So, yeah, um, no, I could definitely yeah, show it was just about the nice right places. time. Um, now, you had said, how old, how you had said before, you said you were 52? Yeah, 50 something. That's F fine. 50, okay, so you're 50 something. 
And um, you're still training. You're still in very good shape. Whenever I show pictures, people of you, I always just say to them, how old do you think she is? And I usually get like 42, 43, 40. And I'm like, no, she's 50 something. And, uh, <laughs> and they're always like, my God, what does she do? So what, what do you do? What, what, what is it that you do? Uh, is there some magical special thing you're doing? Is there some super supplement that you're keeping secret from everybody else? Like, what is it you do that keeps you in shape? How come Ramona looks so good and isn't so healthy at 50-something? Well, you know, I, I, I think long-term wise, I haven't changed much about my routine since my 20s, other than I'm not as strict with myself because I think I was always doing fitness contests so I knew how to eat I know how to eat lean and clean nothing like that has has changed too much other than I'm not as strict meaning I allow, like to allow myself that glass of wine and I like to allow myself that piece of chocolate when I feel like it mm -hmm. but on the most part compared to other people I don't have anything processed and I don't have anything fried and I don't have you know so I have some things that I've done my whole life that work with my body type and okay. once you learn your body type and what you can and can't do that was the thing about Jessica Alba she worked with me for 12 years and during that time she really discovered what foods her body reacted to in a certain way so sometimes we say we're we don't want um what is that um you know with bread glu the gluten, gluten. Yeah. Not not everybody is going to be gluten sensitive, but if you eat bread and you find you're feeling a little puffy, then yes, maybe you have, so you cut that out a little bit. And so you have to sort of work with your body. Now, I'm from India. I can't eat non-bread every day. I just yeah. can't eat rotis and non-bread and chapatis every day with every meal. And I can't have rice throughout the day either. So some things are going to be where you cut it in half or you have it less, and that's all. So nutrition for me has always been a big part. Now supplement-wise, interestingly enough, I never ever had any supplements until now. Okay. And I was introduced to a product called by Max International. It's called Celgevity, and it has um, a product. It's, it has glutathione in it. Um, surrounded by ribocene technology and that okay. actually is helping my knee and arthritis it's helping my energy levels and it's helping me with weight loss so okay i believe in this product i take it every day and it's something that for the first time ever i'm saying to people that you need to try this because it's worked for me and there's a lot of science behind it and okay. it was invented by a japanese doctor and you can go on my website under the healthy so living it, inside an app sorry so is it like a is it like an anti-inflation supplement or like a, a like what, no what's, your what body produces glutathione i guess but as you age it, it stops producing it it's a lot like the you know what msm does with the sulfur in your okay. joints and so it takes away any joint pain and it it helps in a lot of cases like I'm just learning about it now because um, there's a lot of research that I have to read mm -hmm. but the general idea is glutathione is is natural producing in your body but as you age it stops so this puts it back in and it's very hard to put glutathione into your into your system because it gets digested in your um, intestines yeah. or in your stomach you know okay so Ribocene, which is this technology where they wrap the glutathione with ribocene, it actually doesn't get absorbed as it goes through your GI tract, and then you get it into your bloodstream. So it works. Yeah. That's all I care. Well, I, I just I'm not sure in the science, but I well, I took a, I took better. a quick look and I had heard of it. So basically, what it's saying is it's I guess they have the term for it. It's called the mother of all antioxidants. That it's a okay. very powerful antioxidant that's used um, to clean off free radicals, um, helps prevent premature aging, helps with chronic stress. Um, so yeah, that sounds definitely into inflammation. So yeah, because inflammation, at the end of the day, inflammation, everything's connected to um, free radicals, you know, cause inflammation, which then gets you pain in yeah. the joints, which sounds like why your knees are, uh, are clearing up on. Yeah, yeah. and I've been taking it maybe four or five months. And then I would say also, for me, even if you can't get a workout in the gym, I walk in New York so much. I walk blocks and blocks and blocks. Yesterday I must have walked four or five hours with the museum in, included. And and at the end of the day, that becomes calories burned. So if yep. you're burning calories every single day, if you're not sitting at a computer for 10 hours and then going home and sitting at the TV, if you are moving your joints and sometimes sweating hard, then I think that that's what it takes to stay looking yeah. younger. 
No, for sure. Now, if you're now if you're in the gym though, like so, if you had if you had access to the the best gym in the world with everything you had, what kind of stuff do you like to do in the gym? Like, what what are your favorite kind of go to things? Is it weights? Is it cardio? Okay, so I would look. I would look at the weights. I would look at the squat rack. I would look at the you know the dumbbells. I'm just that kind of girl. So you're free weights. So free weights over machines. Free weights. Free weights is where I go towards. Now, to make it more challenging, yes, adding the Bosu, adding the TRX and all of that is great. Um, I like to have a class that's like a hits class, the high intensity. Mm -hmm. I like to do CrossFit every now and then, that kind of training, but not as much. I'm assuming you don't do it too much because you're not injured. (laughs) No. (laughs) And that's more like, you know, that style, which is very similar to if I've had trainers in the past, they will put me through something very challenging you know when you've put me through the workouts they're always interesting and they're always different equipment and there's different intensities and you know so that kind of challenges me when i have a good trainer to train me yeah and i like (laughs) i like that you've always known where to the one thing that you've always been good at because you know i think i have i still have a video of you doing a very heavy i think it was a it was a clean and jerk i remember back in vancouver um, yeah. But the one thing you've always been good at, and I think one of the reasons you stay injury free is because you know where to draw the line too. Um, you know, you don't try yeah. to push yourself to do something that you're like, I'm not really sure if I'll be able to take. <laughs> like you'll go heavy, but you don't go stupid. And I would say that's yeah. uh, that's a very probably a, a good thing. I have a control on my ego, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And I think that's a lot of people don't have. Now, some people say, well, you never know what you can do unless you try. I'm like, well. Yeah, but I'd rather not risk tearing out a shoulder for an extra few pounds. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy doing maybe, you know, I think we're okay. We're yeah. Right. And obviously you're doing something quite well. So, so, so the free weights, yeah. So the free weights and then I also like taking dance classes. So I'm today I'm going to go to, um, I have five classes left at this Broadway Dance Center and I have to take two in a row today, which is wow, okay. going to be challenging. But, but for me, it's about also... Um, you know, in the class, you don't have to go 100% on every move. You just have to do it, I think. And, and if some days you step in the gym and you're just not into it, you, mm-hmm. you can still do something. And usually once you do a warm-up and stretch, you get into it. Like, it's just a mindset more than anything. Yeah, I know for sure. Any particular kind of dance you like the best? Um, I like hip-hop and I like uh, jazz. So I'll do more of a contemporary jazz than, than the classical jazz. Um, okay. We, when I cheered for the Raiders, our dancing was very contemporary jazz and to good music. Music makes a big difference in me, in my, in my, in my attitude and workout, and even just walking around the city. I have my playlist. Everybody in New York, I've noticed, has headsets in. Yeah, no, for <laughs> and, sure. And you know, and I think it's like if you look at on a subway car. I looked yesterday and I said, "Wow, fifty percent at least are listening to music." So music really makes a big difference in our moods and. Um, yeah, if you don't listen to music, you know, there's got to be something you like. Like, I don't understand people. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I actually, what I've been getting into a lot lately is I actually, I listen to music some days. I guess it depends on the mood I'm in. If it's a really hardcore day, then I'll go with music. But if it's more just like a movement day, I actually tend to listen to a lot of podcasts lately. I kind of like to learn as I train, you know? I've, I've been finding that's mm-hmm. just kind of interesting. So I've been kind of doing that. Yeah. Now, um, I know we have to get going soon, but let's talk for a minute. Now, a lot of the celebrities you train, I know you have trained some guys but would, would you say it tends to be a majority women over guys I would say yes because uh, I, uh, you know I, I don't know I think a lot of times guys when they have to get some size on them which is usually why they would come to me except for Michael Weatherly who really just needs to maintain his healthy lifestyle um, and yeah. they they it's too much for me to lift very heavy weights and spot them safely. Yeah. So my concern is the safety factor. I can't really spot someone squatting, you know, 200 pounds. I, I realize that, so I get a guy in there to do that. But that makes sense. Uh, but where would yeah. you um? What would you say then? Like, let's talk about women and training for a minute. So. You know, there's women, what would you say to the women out there? Um, I'm sure you've seen a mistakes that just the average woman's kind of making when it comes to their fitness. Uh, we'll just talk about fitness today. What kind of things do you see women do wrong? Like if, you, if you're in front of a group of women right now, what three big tips would you give them that maybe you've, either you've used just celebrities or just know it for a fact that women tend not to do very well and that they should fix? Okay, so I think the number one thing is understanding what 
the exercise you're doing is doing for your body. So okay. understanding meaning knowledge. So having knowledge when you step into a gym and if you don't have that knowledge then consulting with a specialist. Okay. So trainers are meant to be knowledgeable and they are knowing, you know, the everything about it working out. So having somebody an expert come in for the first session they don't, if they don't do that, they're just relying on what they read in a magazine or what they saw on TV, you know, and that's not enough, I yeah. think, because you, you have to match it with your goals. So For goal sure. setting and then discussing it with the trainer and then, you know, the program that the trainer gives you hopefully is a really good one and then the nutrition because it's 50-50. So okay. I would say now other than that, you know, waiting too long between sets is a big thing for men and women. But there is times where you do wait long, you know that. So yep, for sure. Yeah, well, if you want really heavy, you do have to. Yeah. If you don't know the difference, then you're just doing a program that, like if you're trying to learn a language and you don't really learn the lolas and lays, you just say, okay, I know the word, but I don't care about what's before it or after. Yeah. It's the same thing so in long, fitness. So what you're saying is Not long breaks are okay, but you have to know why you're taking them. Correct. <laughs> yes, okay. And then, you know, eating before you work out. Many people screw up with the eating plan before and after, and they don't, or they, you know. And then I would say the third thing probably is not lifting heavy enough for women because mm -hmm. that's a big misconception. And I've only had success with my clients when they actually lift heavier with weights uh, as far as changing their body composition. Okay. Have you ever had, um, so, sorry, have you ever had any that are, that have been a little resistant to when you said, hey, we got to do some weight training because of their, you know, maybe beliefs or are your people kind of more educated when it comes to it or? There's maybe, I would say probably two out of 10 that I train that have a little disagreement with it. Okay. Usually I work them up to it. I just don't load them up the first time I meet them or anything like that. It's, it's a progression. Gotcha. But Jessica was doing 20, you know, pounds in each hand chest press at the, the top of her game and for 20 reps for three sets, and mm. that was pretty strong, and she didn't look very big. So that's what I do. I do 20, maximum 20 pounds, you know, I work okay. my way up to that, but I'll do three sets of 20, and that's mixed in with two other exercises, so whether it's lunges or whether it's triceps. So it's kind of like you're, if you train to a certain level, it's not like you're going to get bigger. You're just going to get stronger and, and more fit. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so definitely, because yeah, I agree with you there, the women, they just send, seem to think that if they touch weights, they're going to get bulky. Um, yet mm -hmm. they don't realize that this unending cardio that they've been doing for years and then they're not getting any better. So then what they, seems to be they go, well, I'm not getting more fit doing cardio. So in order to get more fit, I'll have to do more cardio. <laughs> it's like, no, stop. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, no, I definitely agree with all that. I think knowing the why you're doing it. Um, and like you said, you know, long breaks. Yeah, if you're doing one rep and three rep maxes, then you need long breaks. But, you know, if you're doing some little light bodyweight lunges, you don't need a four-minute break. You know, for no. Set. Um, <laughs> the nutrition, the nutrition for sure. And you, you touched on the nutrition before eating. What, what kind of things are they doing before? Like just packing away too much sugar or something like that? Or, like, is there something? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think well, first of all, if you can't get anything in, just get something in. Even if you're leaving the apartment to go to the gym and it's half a banana or something, just a little bit of... Because your body is pretty empty after you've slept all night. It really okay. depends when you're when you're training too. If you're training in the evening, you might have enough fuel before that. But a too long a wait uses up that fuel as well. So I would just say even have a protein bar, just something that's got more probably carbs than than okay. a piece of chicken. So having a little bit, eating. having a little something to eat to energize your workout. You're yeah. a big proponent of. Okay. And then anything special after workouts? Do you believe in any sort of Yeah, I just mix after? it with like some kind of, I like the meal, but if you don't have the meal, have some sort of shake or, or bar again in the next half hour, like right after. Yeah. I don't know what your thinking is, but I, I just feel I'm ready to eat a meal usually after. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a, um, I'm actually never too hungry myself after, but I usually do try to have something to eat. But again, it usually depends on the workout too. If it's, you know, if it's a really hard, intense workout, then you yeah, but if it's something like not not a big deal, then I I tend to yeah. stick to my more normal food. I mean, I think I think one of the problems is 
you know, people have been told to always have a post-workout like super smoothie nowadays. So it's like, oh, I just went for a 15-minute jog. I need my super smoothie. And it's like, well, no. Okay. <laughs> you don't need that too. I mean, if you have a really long, hour-long, blasting hardcore, Krav Maga, CrossFit, yeah, you probably need a really heavy weightlifting. But, you know, if you just finished a 20-minute you know, YouTube yoga, you probably don't need your 40 grams. Yeah, smoothie. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yoga, and, you know, even if it's a power yoga, I'm not so sure you need to have a, have a lot of – so the whole thing is, like, balancing the calories and knowing how to turn – the food, you know, the food is going to be for your muscle, fuel for your muscle yeah, building. Exactly. So, cool. Well, where mm. can people find out more then about you? Like, what do you have a website? Of what do they follow you on uh, social yes. media? Okay. Yeah. So, RamonaBraganza.com is the web website, and my name is spelled R A M O N A B R A G A N Z A. Okay. And it's dot com. And then otherwise, all of my social media is my, my full name. So my Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook are all Ramona Braganza. Or you Excellent. can also do the 321 Fitness. That's um, Ramona Braganza 321 Fitness is the one that's on my Facebook. So Okay. And is there an app too? You had it, you mentioned something about an app. Do you have an app or something too? Yeah, I have an app. It's, a, it's my 321 Training Method Workout on an app and it's on iTunes. Okay. And that's under Ramona Three Two One Pro, P R O. So okay. Ramona Three Two One Pro is the app on iTunes, and that's actually a really good deal. It has my level one and level two training method program on there, and you can time the, whatever time you have available, you can adjust it. Awesome. Um, and then I've got my ebooks and new, new, all that stuff, and uh, yeah, so my website has pretty much everything. So your ebooks and everything are available on your website, correct? Yeah, on the shop page. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. This was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing you coming over here in Asia in the next few months. And then, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to meeting up with you, Roar, and getting a workout in. You for have to sure. Me. So, is, is one of your targets? Are you uh, are you going to try to break into the the Bollywood scene now that you've dominated the Hollywood scene? <laughs> well, that would be fun. I might try to see if anybody, because there's a lot more female actresses there that are getting into action roles, so maybe they are interested. Yeah, well, women women in the action movies are apparently uh, it's catching on quite a bit. There seem to be a lot more of these. Well, you look at the last two Star Wars movies. I mean, both of them were the, the lead hero is a girl, and there's just tons of women action stuff coming out lately. So I think that's the next trend is going to be these really strong women characters, you know? So Joss Whedon will be loving that because he's always been big on the uh, the women lead. And he's doing Batgirl. Uh, he's doing Supergirl movie Batgirl. or Batgirl. I Batgirl. Heard. Yep. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. doing Batgirl. Apparently, you know, there's rumors that Eliza Dushu, who you've trained to as well, or at least you know her, Eliza Dushu? Yeah, I just saw her actually on, um, she was just a, as a, the last three episodes of Bull she's appearing in. Okay. And so we hung out the other day and uh, I did mention to put the word in, but I don't think she is uh, aware of all of that right okay. now because I, she's on other stuff, you know, so when she's working Buffy. on another project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, Ramona. Well, I will put, um, I will put links to all your, um, all your websites and your social medias in as well. And thanks for joining. Yeah, and we'll definitely get you over here. We'll do some training here at the Thrive Life Studios too. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yes, well, let's connect again soon. Okay, thank okay, you. Talk to you later. Thank Everybody you. Bye. Okay, bye bye. bye.